For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Beat Bob. Beat Boo Boo Bob. Holy shit, guys. 2020 really just keeps coming up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, this year. Oh, this year. Oh, did I tell you? We have swans randomly dying in people's yards now. You did tell me, but they needed to know that. They need to know that there's random swans dying in Utah. I've never even seen what? a swan in Utah. What? what? <laughs> why are there swans dying in Utah? They don't know. They don't know if it's like a poaching thing or or what. So there's random swans dying in Utah. Yes. And oh, it's just like randomly happening in people's yards, like in their backyards, they just find a dead swan. And over this weekend, I had to put down my baby kitty and I am so not okay with it. Well, why would you pee? I don't know, but it's not okay. Um, everything is just so overwhelming. Everything is not okay. No, it's really not. Um, you can probably hear in the background, my son is freaking out because I took his computer because I needed to record. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, so, Jim. On a brighter note, though, guess what, guys? We've made it to a year. It's yes, our anniversary. Well, kind of. It's a little the exact date's off, but it's pretty close to our Yeah, yeah. No, the date the date is off, but that's okay. Pretty close. We got it pretty pretty close. close. Yes. So yeah, there's that. Hooray for you making it this long with us. Thank you. For putting up with our shit for this long. No kidding. (laughs) For surviving twenty twenty, because I think everyone deserves a pat on the back for that right oh yes you do if you are here you yes you are definitely definitely deserve a pat on the back for that one everyone does mm -hmm. i mean now there's going to be like commercials you know like in 2030 being like were you and your family a victim of covid19 and lysol injections call now for this lawsuit that's going against Lysol and sanitizer and masks. masks. Did you use too much hand sanitizer during 2020? Did you compromise your immune system? Do you now have cancer? (laughs) Do you now have cancer due to all the hand sanitizer that you consumed and Lysol that you injected because you listened to dumb Trump in 2020? Because there was no label on the Lysol saying, do not inject this into your body. Yeah, people are charmers. Hey, but guess what? Biden won. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Yes, he did. But believe it or not, guess what? He did. He did. But Trump also still just like. I think he finally gave up. He still hasn't um, conceded, though. He's not going to. And he is never going to sit there and say, hey, you know, good job. You put up a good fight, but I didn't know that's not going to fucking happen. It's not. So, for our anniversary episode, the case I have done is not a cold case, but it is a case, we're going to triangulate some things now, but it is a case that takes place where Adrian and I met. So, it is the case of the city we met in and the case of the city that brought us together. Forewarning, also very, very horrifying case. So just putting that out there. Yeah. Real gruesome. <laughs> Who's ready for some gruesomeness? Oh, I think that's why they're here. All right. And like I said, because this is not a cold case, I've got, you know, some details. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Go for All it. All So we're going to talk about the case of Cassie Stoddard. And Cassie Stoddard lived in a little place called Pocatello, Idaho, which just, is indeed where Adrian and I met. And just Shout don't out go there. To Pocatello, Idaho. No, don't go there. <laughs> or Chubbuck. Just avoid both of them. I'll give you even more reason now as you hear about this gruesome, gruesome murder. Yes. You ready? Small so, towns equal murder. It was uh, the fall of 2006. And Cassie, you know, she was beautiful young girl who had just started her junior year at Pocatello High School. Okay. So. Which I did not attend. I just went to the junior high. I actually didn't attend either. I'm going to age myself now. In the fall of 2006, I was a senior at Century High School. So Yeah, I was like, you went to Century instead. Hey, but there are some cool freaking facts about that Pocatello High School, such as um, people think it's freaking haunted. There's a lot of weird stuff. That high school is super old and has a lot of weird stories going on. So we're just going to add to that mix. So September 22nd of 2006, Cassie went over to her aunt and uncle's house um, to pet sit and watch their house while they were out of town. It was something she did quite regularly. Like whenever they went out of town, Cassie went over there. Um, she was going to be watching three cats and two dogs. So Aww. she had a house full of fur babies. Fur babies. Um, sounds so cute. Um, sounds and like my house. As many teenage girls do, what do you think she did that evening? What do I think she did that evening? Mm-hmm. Well, she's alone in a house with pets, so pet the cat. Okay, well, she she probably did that too. Uh-huh. She probably had a boy over or something. She had her boyfriend over. Yeah. All right. So her boyfriend Matt came over, and wait, Matt is this came... the Matt I know? No, okay. I don't know this Matt, so I don't think it's a Matt you know. Okay, I was like, is this your <laughs> Matt? I was like, oh, I didn't know this. No, okay. not the Matt I knew in high school. Different Matt. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, and he went over to the house at around six p.m. 
and a few of his friends, her friend, I don't know what to call them, friends, I guess, also came over. Their names were Brian and Tori. Cassie gave the three boys a tour of the large home before they began watching a movie. Which, for some weird reason, yes, there is, like, large homes in Pocatello, like, mm-hmm. the neighborhood I used to live in. My, my house was, like, one of the smallest ones, I think. And Well, this one, um, it was, like, on a big lot, too. So it was a little ways out of the city and on, like, okay. a big lot. So it was, like, a big secluded house. Okay. Okay. So they started watching a movie. If I want to say it was, like, Kill Bill or something like that. Yeah, they're watching Kill Bill. <laughs> And Brian and Tori decide that they actually want to go to the movie theater instead. They're like, eh, we're bored watching this movie. We're going to go to the movie theater. Because why watch a movie at, you know, some random person's mansion when you could just watch it in a movie theater? Fun fact, the movie theater that they supposedly were going to, well, guess what I was doing September 22nd of 2006. You were working there. That's right. I was working at the movie theater they were supposedly going to. Yep, I worked in a movie theater in high school, guys. Did they show up? Well, let's find out. Okay. So the two boys left towards their car. But do you think they went to the theater? No. I don't think they went to the theater either. Instead, instead they went down the street in their car. So they parked the car further down the street. They put on some super fucking creepy masks that they had in the car as well as dark clothes and gloves. That's not suspicious. It's like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. So uh, after doing this, they went back towards the house and they entered in through the basement door, which sneaky, sneaky them, they had unlocked during the tour of the house. Okay. So during the tour of the house, they unlocked the basement door and now they just, you know, help themselves on back in. All right, so they get in there, and now these two boys were super big on horror movies. So they wanted things to be like a horror movie. Very dramatized, all that. So they start making really loud noises. They start, like, throwing stuff around and breaking things downstairs, knowing that Cassie and Matt were upstairs watching a movie. Okay. So they made a bunch of loud noises, and they even turned off the power hoping that um, the couple would come downstairs to check on the breaker. Okay. But they didn't come downstairs. So eventually the boys did turn the lights back on. They're trying to figure out what to do. So while they did not go downstairs, Cassie and Matt were obviously pretty freaked out. Yeah. They're upstairs and there's the noises going on, the weird power thing happening. And you can tell like the dogs are nervous and they're like, whoa. Right. So, Mm -hmm. Cassie started begging Matt to stay there with her. Like, you can't leave me alone. And so he asks his mom and his mom's like, well, no, like you're 16. You two are not staying alone in the house. And so the mom's like, of course, if Cassie doesn't feel safe, she's more than welcome to come over to our house, but you two are not staying here alone. Okay. So Matt's like, Cassie, come, come to my house with me. And she, Cassie's like, no, I have a responsibility here and I'm going to stay here until it's done. Okay. So at 1030, Matt's mom comes and picks Cassie up. And now Cassie is, she thinks alone in the house. Mm. Now I must say, I don't think I could have been Cassie because I think I would have been at Matt's house. 
Mm, yeah. I, I don't think I would have stayed there. I don't think I could have stayed at someone's, some stranger's house, and especially with creepy crap going on. It wasn't technically the stranger, it's her aunt and uncles. But... Okay. I guess that would make you still feel that's more comfortable, but it's like with all that creepy stuff going on, no, I would have noped the fuck yeah. out of there. Yeah, but she stays. He has to leave. And that brings us to the next saga. Oh, God. So upon hearing Matt leave, the boys downstairs turn off the lights again, hoping to lure Cassie downstairs. She doesn't because, I mean, it's just too super terrifying, right? So right. eventually they head upstairs themselves to terrify Cassie. Um, one of them begins to like open and slam shut like closet doors, trying to make it all horror movie-esque. And gotcha. once you definitely realize there's, there's someone in the house. Now, obviously all of this is spectation and hearsay because we just have their words for what her last words were. Right. But it has been said that her last words were very possibly, um, who are you? I'm going to kick your asses. Feisty. Um, however, unfortunately, she did not kick their asses because they were prepared and they ended up stabbing her 29 <gasps> nine of them being fatal. I know, right? She said it. What? Didn't you hear her? Huh? She growled as soon as you said oh. that. She went, Argh. Yeah. Yeah, so... These two high school boys kill Cassie. Now, after the brutal murder of Cassie, they head back to their car. And what do they do? They're real smart boys, let me tell you. Um, they uh, make a recording on, they're really into film, obviously. Scary movies, making films, all that. They make mm -hmm. a recording of themselves talking about how they just killed Cassie. Oh my I God. have seen it, it is available. It's intense, like you can hear them, and they're just like. She's our friend, but you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie's daughter. She's going to be alone in a big, dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I, I mean, like, holy shit, dude. I'm horny just thinking about it. Hell yeah. I was 9.50, September 22nd, 2006. We know there's lots of doors. There, there's lots of places to hide. I locked the back doors. That's all locked. Now we just gotta wait. I just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. I'm shaking. I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body just disappear. Dude, I just oh killed God. Cassie. Oh, oh, fuck. That felt like fucking real. I mean, it went by so Shut fast. Shut the fuck up. We gotta get our act straight. Okay. Yo, we just fucking killed Cassie. And they're like, we... And the, one, the other one was like, hey, shut up. We gotta get our shit together. Type stuff. It was... So they make a video, and they go up to um, a trail, and they burn and bury the clothes that they were wearing. But not delete the film. No. No, it still exists. So, Saturday, um, Matt, you know, obviously tries to call Cassie a bunch. She's not answering. And so he's kind of freaking out because he was over there the night before. 
and he wants to go check on her, but he has no transportation. His mom's at work with the car. Okay. So he asks Tori to take him over there. And Tori's like, yeah, I don't have enough gas. Ah. Because, of course, you know, Tori's not going to take him over there, right? Well, right. Why would he? He just murdered his girlfriend. So Tori does not take Matt over, and no one goes to the house on Saturday. Finally, Sunday afternoon at about 1.55 is when the cops are called and notified of the body. Cassie was found by her 13-year-old cousin as they returned from their trip. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her 13-year-old cousin found her? Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, okay, so let's, like I said, not to be, let's talk about this. So she had been stabbed 29 times and had been laying on the living room floor for over 24 hours at this point. Oh, God. So it was like her, all basically her blood was drained by that point? I would imagine a lot of it, yes. Oh, God. Um, so upon initial discovery of the body, the, at first, like when, you know, the cops very first get there, they blamed Matt. Like, oh, it's probably a boyfriend because it's always the boyfriend. But, you know, evidence quickly led away from that because Brian and Tori were pretty stupid. They left the tape. There was the tape right after. And uh, eventually their evidence was found. And they, so they actually... didn't even try to like hide that tape, but they try to hide their clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, once they found the tape and like started investigating this murder more and more, mm-hmm. they found more tapes. And I have seen this one too. There is a tape of them in the car talking about the planning stages. Um, and so there's a tape from September 21st, so the day before she died. And one of the quotes from the tape, it continues going, but it starts on, we found, and sad as it is, she is our friend, but we all have to make sacrifices. What? And that was something they said when talking about finding their first murder victim. So did they talk about doing this again? Yes, they had like a whole list of other people they were going. Oh to, like... my god. And curious, is one of those Matt? I don't know if Matt was on the list or not. I'm not sure if Matt was on the list. I mean, they I probably thought... They... Cassie was easy prey, you know, because obviously she's going to feel comfortable and easier on them. I mean, if if Matt was there, I have wondered, like, if Matt hadn't left with his mom, would they have killed Matt too? That's a good question. I mean, would Matt have been able, since there was two against two instead of two against one, would they have been able to fight it off more? And how would things have played out? I don't know. I'm sure Matt's wondered a few times. Mm-hmm. So just another you know, little tidbit fact about this is this is the only case I have ever been interrogated by detectives on. Um, The week after the murder, I was called out of class to go down to my principal's office and talk to detectives because I was working at the theater that was their alibi. And so like they showed me pictures of Brian and Tori and they're like, were these two people there at the theater that night and like all this stuff. It was pretty intense. I had never like spoken to detectives about a murder before. Ever since that was the only time. Curious, were you like 100% sure like, hey, these guys were not there? I wasn't, I hadn't, I didn't know the boys and 
I mean, it was a Friday night. There were a lot of people there. Right. So I, I wasn't 100% positive if they were there or not. I mean, now I am. They weren't, but. Well, so I feel been... like it's like harder. Like if you don't know them, like to mm-hmm. say for sure, like especially on a busy night, like a Friday night, like I don't, I don't know for sure. Like I mean, it's a movie theater too. I know that movie theater was always popping. I mean, there's only one in Pocatello, but it's always it's pretty busy, busy for well, sure. I also, I mean, there were two theaters in Pocatello at that time. The theater I worked at doesn't even exist anymore, but at that time it was also like the cheap theater, so it was like the two dollar theater. So it was, they did end up being convicted in that case. Um, Their sentencing makes me sick because they were both given 40 year sentences. Are you fucking kidding me? So they admit like 40 years, like, I mean, they can normally with good behavior, they can get out in 25 to 30 and then possibly a parole too. And if they have a hearing, they can get out even sooner than that. That's bullshit. Like, let's, let's just say they even serve the full 40-year sentences. They'll be in their 50s when they get out. That's disgusting. They killed someone calculatedly in cold blood, and they'll oh be in God. their 50s when they get out. How is this okay? It's not. How is this legal? One of them, their parents and family have been fighting the whole time, like still, we're talking, they are literally still fighting here 14 years later because they claim that he didn't kill Cassie. They say he never used the knife. He was just there and giving directions. Okay. Like, who the fuck cares if he didn't actually use the knife or not? I don't know if he did or not, but even if he didn't, he stood there and gave directions. Like, he was like, all right, stab her here, stab her there. Um- yes. Okay, that's still calculating. That's an accessory to murder. Technically, in the eyes of the law, that's not murdering. That's, like, manipulating. I don't know if that's worse, though. Like, you're manipulating someone else to kill someone else on your behalf? I don't know. And so, so far, at least, they've been like, okay, A, there's no proof that you didn't do anything. Because all the videos and stuff just say, we killed Cassie. Like, your handprints were, like, you were in gloves, so we can't tell it. But... What about, like, so this is the only evidence that they have to go off of, like, the knife? Was there only fingerprints of one of the boys instead of two of them? There were, well, and we they don't know because there were multiple knives. So they don't know if both boys actually stabbed her or not. But in this case, like I said, it doesn't really matter. No, it's disgusting that they got 40 years, though. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. I'm really disgusted by that. That that sickens me to the core. You ever want to have a real fun conversation and see my wife get real riled up? Ask my wife how she feels about their sentencing. She knew them. My wife went to that high school, not at the time she had graduated, but she knew Cassie and was friends with Cassie, and uh, so she definitely was not thrilled with their sentencing. Can't blame her. That's pretty messed up. So that is the case of Cassie Stoddard and Jesus. You know, you know, and if you guys want to be able to catch your own killer, um, there's the Hunt to Killer subscription box. They actually have a new box out. I can't remember exactly what it is. But anyway, so they have a new box out that you can start up on this month. Um, and it's brand new to this month. And 
You guys uh, have... also sounds like it would make a fantastic Christmas gift. Oh heck yes. I want one for Christmas. Um, but yeah, like they they're fun. Like I've had about four of them now and I enjoy them. They're um fun. It's even fun to do them by yourself, or if you want to do it with friends and family, you want to make a whole party game out of it. I mean, hell, you guys can even uh, you know, ship each other all of the same murder boxes and then do like a zoom party or something like that oh that would be so cute for like your like friend get together christmas party right like that would be fantastic and guys you can get um so you can get 15 percent off with code theories so that is huntedkiller.com and then go slash crime theories and then you can use code theories and get 15% off and you can also find that on our website and I'll post the link here too so if uh, the platform that you're using allows links you guys can just click on that and then uh, you guys can get your own hunter killer box as well do it do it do it now find something you know what we can't go out to a Christmas party so just make it a murder mystery Christmas party that sounds fantastic. Have a murder mystery party. You know, it's cheap. Fucking going. <laughs>